Oh, put a little charge. Lost Talk Radio. Singer, songwriter, musician, actor, author, intellectual, movie director, video director, designer of album covers, and podcaster. Here is Doug Knight. I just say what I say about my podcast in relation to conversations I had with people is true. The first thing I always say that when I do podcasts, I have to be careful what I say because uh, I never say the person's name uh, in order to prevent legal trouble. At the same time, I have people in my nearby um, area building who have, who I get these statements from, you know, uh, in reference to what I try to explain, um, who say false allegations. Don't listen to anything that's defamatory or let's say negative. Again, like with the Johnny Depp situation, People can get sued for defamation of character. And I told these naysayers and haters, you know, you need to stop making up lies. The reason why I'm bringing this up is that what I say on my podcast are true. First of all, I made a statement about somebody said I was insane for making um, music, professional music. That person was a person who simply didn't like, like me personally, and they were not from California. That person was an African-American person, and that person said this directly to directly at me, and I thought they were out of touch with reality because me, uh, Hollywood, uh, uh, LA, which, which encompassed a whole big area, not just downtown LA or Hollywood, it encompassed Beverly Hills, and um, Bel Air, Santa Monica, Van Nuys, etc. It's filled with artists, all shapes and sizes, all ages, who wants to be actors, singers, comedians, um, you know, rock star, movie star. That's what attracts white people come to L.A. because of Hollywood. So this is not no Kansas. This is not no South Carolina. This is not a place, any old place. This is an entertainment center. There are three entertainment centers. As Los Angeles, New York, and Nashville. But the difference between those, uh, Hollywood has its own uh, area where it's a lot of movies, um, you know, but also the music industry. Many pop stars and rock stars have been discovered and signed out here, like Sheryl Crow, uh, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, etc. There's been several pop and rock stars have been discovered. Several songwriters have been discovered. Diane Warren, she's from Van Nuys. She was discovered. Um, yeah, she's from Van Nuys, and then she went to, she made it Hollywood. So, it's so many, numerous, uh, and numerous movie stars, like Kim Basinger, or numerous, numerous, 
Let me tell you. Um, who made it in Hollywood as a movie star? Comedians. Uh, I think Roseanne Barr, David Letterman. I mean, the, the comedy store. I mean, this is a place to do it. Of all ages, shapes, and sizes. Even people in their 70s are still trying to make it. I mean, it's just have that treasure. I was one of them. And I came very young on the Greyhound from uh, where I'm from because where I'm from in upstate New York, I, you know, there's no big uh, arena, there's no big place to do it, a big record company. I could have gone to New York City because New York City is also a big place. You know, the Big Apple. Yeah, the the, sky, the big skyscrapers and uh, the fast lane frizzy, which is a place where many, many rock stars have been discovered, like Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix was discovered in New York. I mean, a lot. I mean, in music. Bon Jovi, I mean, they were discovered there. And I said, yeah, that's fine. I actually did go to New York City to try to be discovered there. It was very difficult. You know, it's like, you know, it's cold. You know, it's, it's, it's my home state. It was so expensive. Um, it, economically, if you go to New York, make sure you have money if you go there. And be careful, you know, it's like, so it's, uh, it's the place of business, you know, I mean, the main business place, you know, big, 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 all those kinds of But I guess my I guess maybe I, I felt that, that, you know, so close to home and I had my own issues and I probably should have, maybe I should have stayed, I don't know. But, you know, the hot desert sun or you near know, desert sun like of Los Angeles with the palm trees and the, uh, the stars on the, um, you know, sidewalks. I said, maybe that's the right place for me. Uh, I had, you know, I wasn't sure the first two or three years. I was confused. I was like a gypsy with my suitcase. And I said, okay, what did I do better than that? I had a hard time in New York. So I said, let me go to Hollywood. I was able to find a place. And there I was. I chose Hollywood. Um, and, um, and, and then I realized when I got to Hollywood, there was a whole area of Los Angeles, not just nearby, which are nearby. So, and I met tons and tons of artists and tons of people. My experience in music grew. So all the record companies, yes, uh, they didn't like my music, but I still have that dream. I'm still uh, inspiring musicians. So that's that. But when somebody came out here and said, "Oh, you're gonna be crazy to make music," but I like you, you know, even if I live 20 miles away or 10 miles away, you gotta be insane. This is the place to do it. You know, I don't care if you're in Santa Monica or if you're in Van Nuys or if you're. Palmdale, well, Palmdale, or I don't care if you're West Covina, I don't care if you're in um, Montana or if you're all, or, or wherever you are, you know, South Los Angeles or wherever, you know, there's a lot of artists who want to make it in Hollywood. It's just the luck to get there, you know. When you hear people get signed and and, and came out here a little, little richer, the 50s or Prince in the 70s or et cetera, et cetera, or the birds or um, you know, you hear all these, or the Eagles, they made it into West Hollywood, or you hear that, or G- GNR, or 
you you know you hear who made it. It's like this is the place to do it. So to say that this is not a place to make it in Hollywood, uh, I mean, for me to be insane to make recorded music in Hollywood, and plus I'm a member of BMI, the guy himself is insane to say that. He must be out of touch reality. Well, BMI is connected to the music business, the record companies. I've been with them for a long time. So reality is reality. And Hollywood has a certain reality. And it does not include just the city of Hollywood. It includes everything outside of it and nearby. 10, 20 miles radius. That's where we are in Los Angeles. What I said about my podcast are true. I am a professional singer-songwriter. I'm not doing it for fun. I have people who said things live that I'm doing it for fun. I'm doing it just to jam and play uh, play guitar, sing, and that's it. That's not what I came out here to do. If I did, I would have left a long time ago. I came out here for that. It's part of the American dream, you know. I wouldn't have released my songs to the public. From and you know when they release to the public online, money is being made. They're making money. I'm still a, a, a struggling artist. When I when BMI BMI do pay songwriters if their songs are released, so it's professional. The people at BMI, some of the biggest artists like Sting, he's making oh, the, millions of times this song was played or Taylor Swift and. They even, you know, I didn't know about BMI or who they own because I would just, they approached me when I, uh, they sent me, a, 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 you know, in a, 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 a mail. But finding out that they were, Elvis Presley has, a, a, has an account with BMI. Well, the story of Elvis Presley is very interesting, but I won't get into it now, but Aretha Franklin and they and they and they have a, a Michael Jackson has an account with BMI and I didn't know that. But they're dead, and those are, are musical royalties, kings of rock, queen of soul, and the king of pop. But then again, you know, big big stars, Taylor Swift, Rihanna, Lady Gaga, tons and tons of big celebrities that would be on my. But I'm one of those little the little people, and I, that's my goal to get to the next level. Then again, you know. It's hard, you know. It's such a dream. It's so competitive. That's why I say I always respect other artists out here. I met a struggling actor. I did not see him make it, but I wish, you know, somebody had, I was not his friend, but I wish to, you know, the best. May his dream come true. I I have met other struggling artists, struggling musicians, you know. You know, I always wish them the best because it's such a hard deal to it's so competitive to be an artist, but that's the dream. It's part of the American dream to to make it in Hollywood. So that person who say I was insane for making recorded music that's now registered with BMI and released to the public, and I'm an indie artist, they are insane. They are the touch with reality. What I say about my podcast are true. I will talk about when people make judgments about whether I need to be a conservative or whatever. Yes, but they are insane. They're criminals. I have this one person nearby me who thinks that uh, I should be in conservative because 
ain't working or which is lies, but even if it wasn't a lie or it wasn't, you cannot put somebody in a conservatorship simply because they don't want to work or something. That's insane. That don't make sense. There are millions of people who ain't working. That person should, something's wrong. That person should be locked up in prison. You can't go and say, oh, you're a social worker. You're going to put someone in. You know, I, you know, that's why they changed the law with the Britney Spears situation to prevent criminals from doing what they're doing because they manipulate a lot of low-functioning people. And I'm too high-functioning. I got a high education. I'm aware of criminals. I've had, I have uh, had a hard time in my life. Uh, one of the reasons I, I was a victim of crime. So I'm very much aware of what criminals do. So they mess with the wrong person. You're not supposed to go up to say that about to me, especially me. Me, I got a master's doctor. I own my business. I mean, I'm doing my own thing. I mean, the woman is crazy. Then I thought, maybe she's racial profiling me. She, what she is, she look at my skin color and make these uh, allegations about me. Say I'm a criminal and so on. You know, this is, you know, I, I said that about that. Racial profiling is against the law. Against the law, if you're, if you're living in 2023, you cannot be a racist in this society. So if you look at it because I'm black, does not mean I'm a criminal. So if you're making false allegations that I'm a drug trafficker or criminal, you're going to, uh, you, you can get uh, not only uh, sued for defamation, which you should be, you can also go to prison. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, let me take that back. You can also uh, not only sue for defamation, you can also get investigated for a hate crime or something. You can't do that in this society. It doesn't matter what your political affiliation is, you cannot be a racist in this society. I mean, how can you be? We just had a black president. We, uh, we came a long way. Dr. King, I have a dream. We came a long way. We still got some ways to go. I mean, they need to get in touch with reality. Get in touch with reality about people, skin color, and so on. Because when I hear, I told the truth about this ignorant person who still lives, act like they live in 1940. They have said that uh, I should stay with my own kind. That is racist. That's what a, a Ku Klux Klan, a white supremacist, would say. They should not be living in the state of California. Blue, blue, blue. This is true about a neighbor next door, nearby, or nearby, say. Okay? They are a hate monger. They should not be living in a very open-minded area like Hollywood, Los Angeles. They're going to be investigated for a hate crime. They're going to be the most hated person on the planet. They should not be living around anybody. Even if they go back to the, to the state where they come from, they come from the South or wherever they come from, where they bring up these bigoted beliefs, they're going to get in a lot of trouble. Now, I'm going to go back. Now, I, everything that was true from what somebody has said, we don't want no racist person around them, whether they're black, white, or brown. You hang out with whoever you want. That's what I said, because we're all 100%. It's shown scientifically we're 99.9, 100%, pretty much the same. So it's still, as human beings, we just have different personalities. And it's, it's universally condemned somebody who's a racist. If you don't like people or, or who, who hangs out with different races, then something is seriously wrong with that person. If they don't like me hanging out with a white person or 
then something is seriously wrong with them. They're not only ignorant. I consider them dangerous. They should not be living around anybody. And all black, white, Democrat, Republican, whoever you whoever you believe in, they don't condone that. Especially in 2023, we just had a black president. We just passed the law for interracial marriage. We should not be talking about race, uh, racism in, in, in this day and age in the 21st century, but they thought people who are still um, ignorant. And I'm going to get back to the racial profiling. Again, that's racism. Do not be making up stories about me. This person made stories that have drug trafficker and so on. I come from South Los Angeles. I do not condone that. And they will get caught. They should not be living in this area. I don't know why they live around other people. The people are going to find out about their racism, and they're going to get investigated, and they're going to, uh, they're going to have legal trouble. Because if they can't live around minorities like me, then they shouldn't be living around anybody. Go to the woods or something. And, you know, racial profiling is not good. Mental health profiling is not good either. Making up stories about my mental health. I have not, you know, you know, you know, when it comes to mental health situations, you go, you know, when your therapist get involved with something, it has to be something serious. It has to be emergency or the smart team emergency. And this person following me around saying, uh, I need help. That woman is a criminal. She says she's a licensed clinical social worker. I consider her a criminal. She should not be working. She's, she's a criminal. I said, I said that about the conservatorship stuff. She is dangerous. Okay? That's for people who cannot take care of themselves. Extreme situation, emergency situation. They go to the hospital because they cannot pay their bills. They cannot, uh, uh, you know, uh, shower. They cannot uh, uh, put on their clothes or something really, really uh, acutely uh, serious, you know, like extreme. That's who may, may need it. But it takes a court order to do it. And that's for extreme circumstances. Thank God we got that Britney Spears law because there were, there were low-functioning people who were manipulated by dangerous or fraudulent uh, criminals. Then it was homophobia. You know, we just passed a law with interracial marriages. It's, it's, it's fundamentally the law of the land, but there's been interracial marriages for years. So, I mean, it shouldn't be a problem, you know. If someone has a problem with that, they have a problem with reality. Gay rights have been a mainstream for many years. We've got gay marriages legal. The movies, everything. If someone has a problem with homophobia, they have a problem with reality. Right now, we're not living in 19... Uh, 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 60 or whatever, 1940. I mean, catch up with the times, or the times gonna catch. Up. I said these, what I said on my podcast are true for these individuals who live near me. They act like they live in this cocoon, stuck space, stuck in the past. That's their prerogative, and that's their right to be bigoted on their own. But they should not act their bigotry on on people. When they act out on their bigotry, that's when the the law comes in. You know, that's against the law. I do not condone any type of prejudice. So racist, homophobes, uh, uh, anti-Semitic, or uh, anti-this, 
I stay away from those people. Those people can be dangerous. They can be very dangerous. You know, KKK or, uh, you know, I do not deal with people like that or people who are, you know, I have people call me the N-word for no reason. You know, they, they got to be racist. They're white. I mean, uh, something, you know, call me the N-word and say racist stuff for no reason. And I don't know them. They got to be racist. I stay away from them. If they act out on their beliefs, then they should be investigated for a hate crime. They should not be living among, among us. Most people, 99% of the population, do not condone those type of people. Even if you were living in Kansas or South Carolina. What I say on my podcast are true. I try to be very careful. I'm sorry. You know, I what I really, uh, you know, sometimes I make errors in my statement. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I say one thing. I say, oh, I apologize, and I say that. So that sometimes I can bring confusion. I hope not. But what I prefer to do on my podcast is talk about my music because I've been doing it for a long time, and I play live shows, live performances. Those songs have all been, as I mentioned before, I talk about when somebody near me or online have made statements about that I didn't own my music and uh, all this. And I was like, that's a hater. That's a liar. But I bring it up on my podcast because it's important for me to talk about it. Because being a, a, you know, one of those poor, struggling artists, you know, who's going for their dream, you know, to, you know, if I'm going to represent myself as a songwriter, trying to make it professionally, I have to own my material. It's just basic common sense. So I have to own my material, so I have to copyright it. Because if I don't copyright it and just put it out there for people to to listen to, then somebody may say it's theirs. As I know, I, 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 over time, I understood what the music business it's about because that's really what I prefer to talk about in my podcast. And most of my podcasts are about my music, I think. Because from what I've learned, there were so many lawsuits about music and so many people said, oh, I own this, I own this, I own this. From the biggest to, to the lowest, there have been so many um, complaints about it. I've seen the Beatles and all the, from the biggest stars, I have been sued over songs. And from the little, you know, from the, from the little songwriter like me, I had to make sure I own it so I can get to the next level if I can license it. Or, you know, work with somebody, you know, in the industry with my music, as long, you know, being the um, copyright copyrighted uh, songwriter, you know, I have the copyright on that song. So when you hear me play those pop or those rock or those live performances, they all been copyrighted. Or if I play I Do Love You and I play I Do Love You on the keyboard, I have to and I register it. I was told this, you know, basic common sense in being a, a to try to make it in the songwriting business. So that's the way it is. I'm sorry, but I have to protect my music. I talk about it a lot because. I've heard stories where people people trying to get to the top have had their songs have been taken advantage of and so on. So I bring up topics about about songwriting, protecting my you know songs, and because of what people have said. 
the reason why I, what I say on my podcast are true because I people have said these statements. And so when I talk about my music, they said it online or said it, particularly online or said it uh, directly, that I didn't own my music, and that's a lie. Or I'm doing it for amateurism, that's a lie. Or this or that. I'm doing it, I, I mean, what I'm doing, I mean, I'm going to be in my, I'm, in, I'm living near Hollywood, I came for, for that drink. So what I said about people's prejudices and racism and homophobia is true. They said it directly to me, et cetera, et cetera. And I bring it on podcasts because we should not be no bigotry in this society. Unfortunately, the real world is, while most people condemn people like that, people are, there are some people, and particularly these people who I come across who are still bigoted, who are still ignorant. So we have to be careful of that, and I bring it out. And being a minority in this society is very important for me to bring it out because many minorities experience discrimination. And when I say minority, I mean woman, I said a gay person or Latino or African-American or whatever, or the, the, the poor person. I mean, it happens a lot. And when I say stuff about um, my, my situation where people pre, um, make up a pre diagnose me to be something I'm not, saying that I'm not well, all that stuff. Those are lies, too. And I said that's mental health profiling. That is wrong. And when someone says she's a caseworker and she's examining me and uh, 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 conservative, I say the woman is a criminal. You cannot do that. Department of Mental Health said no no therapist could do that. You have to be in the hospital. You have to be someone low-functioning, someone who can't take care of themselves, someone who makes bad, really bad decisions. It's for someone who 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 um who will do something that goes against their best interests. And I'm not that type of person. So food, clothing, shelter, that's then they can't and someone living on the streets for many years who's uh not aware that they're living on the street and have a severe mental problem may probably will may need an occurrence, but that's up to a psychiatrist and it's up to a judge. And that's extreme. So you don't go up to no high-functioning person like me who's trying to make it in the industry or who's highly educated and in control of, of my life and more ways than one and say, oh, you need a conservative. And you don't go up to some unemployed actor or musician and say, oh, you need a conservative. You got to be ignorant. And again, again, these ignorant people are dangerous. They go to prison all the time for trying to manipulate other people. And that's why we need to be careful of narcissists and sociopaths. Persons should not be working in in, in, a, in a social worker at all. This person's a con artist, and they should be, go to jail. So what well, I say about that is true. I did talk about people uh, peeping Tom invasion of privacy, and I when I said that and what I said in my podcast, it was true. There's people around me who don't understand boundaries. It's from people in my environment. They're gossiping or whatever, or someone on the street said that. And I ignored it, but they kept saying it. So I was like, why is that crazy person saying something like that? And somebody said, ignore it. It's, you know, when it comes to my home, or perhaps because I'm on podcasts or because I'm in the music industry, have a little bit of celebrity, it gives them no right to trespass. Again, those are allegations. That's a crime. 
I would not allow someone to look at my home. Unfortunately, even if I say that, they have people in this environment who simply don't understand reality of boundaries. And then what's in the dark is going to come out like if any of that is true. They belong in prison. Just like the, the crazy, um, fraudulent person who goes up to people and, and try to go after them to, you know, what, you know, make up lies about their health or try to put them for servantship when they're too high-functioning. Those people are dangerous. That's a crime. It's a misdemeanor. It's no joke. Okay? You can say that I live, I come across people who are not in touch with reality, who are out of the mainstream of life. Yes. Who have a dark side, who shouldn't be living around me and you. Yes, unfortunately, they're everywhere. They just don't want to deal with the real world or what's going on in this society. Maybe their political beliefs or uh, they don't like what they see because it's mainstream. I mean, when people, you know, when people say Hollywood and then it's like they think they live in Nebraska, this is not Nebraska. Living near Hollywood, I mean, what do you think? This is a major city. You know, um, it's really not right. You know, I, I don't understand these people. They have a right to believe what they want by the law. That's the beauty of America. We have a right to believe what, what we want, but we do not have a right to act out on our beliefs. So if, we take, if we're racist or we're criminal and we go to try to attack people, try to get people to sell their home or call them the N-word and harass people because of our you know bigotry or or do something illegal or trespass or whatever, then that's criminal. That's basic common sense, how you live in America. What I suspect is when I mention this, these people come from another country. They don't know how to live in America. Too antisocial. They live in a place, they're so out of touch, they got mental problems. They don't know the difference between right or wrong. Um, they, They cannot accept what's going on. They refuse to accept the reality of what's going on in this country or in Los Angeles. Uh, and they need to get in touch because if they act out on their beliefs or do something legal, they're gonna go. They're gonna face legal trouble sooner or later. They always do. And these these type of people come up in the news and so on. When you have people like this um, act out, you see all these situations. You know, I'm looking at all these mass shootings all over the place because of mentally ill people who cannot mind their business or who got some mental problem living in the present. And these people are mentally ill who go and kill people. I mean, so many mass shootings in, in, in California, and it's like, gosh, and all over the country, you know, like, that's what they do. And that's serious. You need to put these people behind bars or in, or, or in the hospital. When they go up to innocent people like me or uh, say things about me and make these preconceived notions about me, and they and they, and, they, and they they don't know me. They don't, and it's so extreme, far off from reality. They need to be investigated. We need to be careful what we do with people, or how we treat. We need to be respect boundaries and strangers. They don't know how to deal with that. They don't know how to deal with boundaries or something wrong with them. So when I say about uh, invasion of privacy constantly, is because they gossip or say. They're looking at me talking or looking in my bedroom or looking at me in the shower, which is impossible, and it can't happen. That's crazy. 
okay? They got a mental problem. There's something wrong with them. I didn't say it was true because I don't have evidence. I always repeat that. If I do, if there's evidence to be found, and I, you know, police told me to just keep looking. If I find anything, I'll let you know. If I do, I'll let everybody know that there was evidence. You know, they put peeping toms behind bars. You know, they investigate and, you know, pe- you know people who do illegal things. They put fraudulent criminals behind bars. You know, we don't want no racists around us or no homophobe. They're ignorant and they're dangerous. They could be dangerous, you know. KKK, not black, white, Latino racism, no excuse. To wrong someone to write. Okay, that's just what I say. I try to be very open. I'm a very open-minded person. In general, you know, it's like generally, it's like I'm also aware that people who have different beliefs than me. Some people are more old-fashioned than I am, and some people are more uh, just as uh, just as open or even more open than I am. I, I'm very. I consider myself a very open person, progressive. So because of that. And because I sell music and because I'm on these podcasts, I guess I realize I have that respect for both. But I have a right to express my beliefs. I am politically involved in things, but if people are going to buy my music who thinks differently than me, then I have to say I have to be neutral. So I decided I was going to be neutral to an extent that what that person is. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, and they and they like my music, and they bought it, and I was like, okay, I have to have respect for that fan who likes that music. But I, I have a right to my beliefs. But I, it would be in a neutral situation for now. I don't like to get in politics because it's such a heated situation, but I have in previous podcasts. I make criticisms of, of, of a recent president, and I make criticisms of things, but it's just basic common sense. I mean, that president is really insane, and you know when I you know who we're talking about, don't we? But I'll leave it there. Maybe I could say things like that, but I will for now. Maybe I may change my mind, but I have a right to speak my political beliefs. I'm a leftist person. The reason why I'm left is because of my experiences with poverty and, and being a victim of discrimination and seeing how things are. I felt that that was one reason. The other reason was um, uh, the observation and the opportunities that were not what I felt, what, how, the way I was treated. So and I have to be open because when, when I've been treated like an outcast, it's important for me for to, to be open to other people, to not treat other people like outcasts. I also say basic common sense things full of philosophy. We know that we don't go up to get angry with somebody who we don't know who ain't who's unemployed. That don't make sense. Something's wrong with that. If someone's unemployed or not, that's their right. Okay. We don't go get angry because they ain't working or whatever. We got to be have a serious mental problem. We don't get into other people's business. For me, I would love to work. You know, I love to work and I love to do everything. That's why I want to make it in Hollywood. But for somebody else, if they ain't working, it's none of anybody's business. We don't target them and harass them. 
People who do that must be insane, got some serious mental problem, and don't understand the reality of of, of, the, of living in this country. So I suggest to that person, maybe they don't know how to live in this country. Some of the things why I say these things on podcasts is that they don't simply don't know how to live in this country. They don't know basic common sense how to deal with people like me or other people, or maybe uh, or, or some people they come across. These are statements that they make. They simply are too antisocial to to understand right from wrong, and you cannot be doing be that way living in the United States. We're not Russia or or some other country that have they're more stringent. We're not a dictatorship. We're a democracy. Adults do whatever they want. So I like the job to you know be in the music industry, be more successful. So I had to work at making more songs. Oh, I like to, you know, I had to advance myself so I'd be in academia. Oh, I had a job doing this or doing that. Whatever, but somebody else may not. It depends who, what they want. We can't tell them what to do or target them. Otherwise, we would be antisocial. You got to be crazy, you know. But as I said, I speak about these things because these, for my a personal point of view, they don't understand how to live in America. I mean, they simply don't, whether they were born here or not. You got to, you know, deal with other people. And also with my with my stance and what I uh, say, being an entertainer, you know, it's just plain and simple. I'm living near Hollywood. I came to Hollywood to be a star. And then I had to have something to fall back on. Uh, you know, I, I I worked doing something I didn't want to do, but I had to do what I had to. And then I had to stop because I realized I was not a psychologist anymore. Perhaps I, I, I'm a psychologist in general, but I was not a clinical psychologist. You know, I had to do things that, you know, I had to work odd jobs. I did. I had to work odd jobs to make, uh, in, in those early days, to make those demos because those demos were too expensive. <clears throat> I had to I had to do what I had to do Being a starving artist So I did the best I could But what I said about that is true It's hard to get as a, you know, as an entertainer So the Hollywood dream I've written a song I want my Hollywood dream to come true part two If you haven't heard it I can play it for you It has been released to the public I'm going to talk about that, too, Um, you know, uh, about that dream. So let me play it for you. Yes, i written it. Uh, You heard it in the intro. Um, It was, this version was released. It's it's two versions of it. It's like, this version is where I play, um, you know, I was involved in it. The lyrics, I wrote pretty much all the lyrics. The lyrics are the same for both songs. And involved in the producing and how the, you know the melody on the instruments, but it was two uh, so, you know it's two songwriters you know it's like I was involved the keyboards and everything and we mixed it together. So it was fun. Um, you know, producing it was um, you know it was fun, a lot of fun. But my experience making music, uh, performing music is 
easier because you can just go on stage. I have a lot more leeway, you know, more time with vocally and stuff. Um, you know, and then play, you know, and just play and jam and, and have fun in front of an audience. Uh, whereas uh, in the studio, my experience is, uh, you know, laying down the tracks, playing playing the keyboards or whatever, uh, uh, the drums or in a rock and roll um, song, which I did a long, in a long past, it was you know, putting um, the tracks down and evolve around the guitar because in rock and roll, the guitar is so important. Um, and there's a solo, you know, the, the lead solo. So in those days, when I was a rock, just a rock singer, um, a singer around the solo. How you know the melodies on the on the, on the guitar? So you know, work with somebody the melodies on the guitar, make up melodies. Da, 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 da. And then um, the words are so important. So, you know, with a pop song or whatever recording, it's like um, it's, a, it's a melody. And then I have to, the words of what what I'm going to sing have to be written out. And where the words capture what the song is about, whether it's a love song or whether it's a protest or whatever it is about. And then after that, those hours, you know, um, the voice, um, I go to the microphone. If I was to write for someone else or make a song for someone else, then everything changes. It would be me writing the words or trying to produce or make the song, you know, on the keyboard to whoever's singing it. So um, I had to write my uh, um write on behalf of somebody and try to write um, a song in relation to that person who's going to sing and what he or she prefers, you know, what something that they can relate to. Um, so it wouldn't be me. But my songs I've just written with me as the vocalist, you know, it's like I don't write what I would think because um, my personality is like, what is I'm going through and what, you know, I'm going through this and that and that. And it's like the song has to relate to what I can sing. And usually being in the studio for hours, vocally, I'm not going to be, you know, but for rock singing, it's like, yeah, deeper, I get deeper. If I'm fresh and um, on stage and, like, my voice is higher, you know, it's, it's like it's ready, you know. So it depends, you know. So people say, oh, you sound different to Vanessa. Well, I did have vocal lessons where, um, and I have vocal exercises where, not just vocal, you know, where I was trying to develop my voice, but I had to improvise vocally. Same thing with the keyboard, improvising, come up with a different melody. So it's such great to write music. So here it is. I want my Hollywood James to come to part two.
song, and it was probably somebody named David I worked with. So I, I did a lot of demos. But then you heard by Basic Jam where I just wrote the song myself. So I sung it in a way that I felt. Basic Jam Part 2, which was released recently, um, and there's another song. Um, that was a song I wrote myself. It was um, on the piano. I did not go in the recording studio. But I developed over the last two years, you know, the, I plus, the, used the keyboard in my home and just dabble on the keyboard and just, I'm, I made ver- different versions of bass jamming. So it's playing, jamming, 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 jamming. So there's one just jamming on the keyboard, up and down, up and down. And I'm like, okay, there was one where okay, I perfected it to where I can, you know, after several different putting it together, it's like, okay, I put that song together, it's just jamming, it's like up and down, it's like a long instrumental. And I like it, you know. But then there's the other one where I just sing, you know, and um, it's a little rap, it's just experimenting. I learned that as a musician, that um, to be open-minded to different um, different genres of music and to expand my knowledge of it, so to not constrict myself into one genre. And I had to, you know, and I had to because the truth that is is that things change, you know, uh, uh, people's interests, particularly in the music business, change. You know, like 30 years ago. Well, 40, 35 years ago, glam rock was so popular. You know, it was a different, it was a, it was so different. You know, at that time, the music business was so different how they, how the, how, what people liked. And rock started to become a, a popular and, uh, you know, you know, rock and roll was popular. Now, it seemed, the, it seemed to be a lot different. Uh, rap is so popular in the mainstream, you know, and pop and country and, you know, so it really has changed. So they don't have glam rock. It's seemingly not as popular as it used to be. So if I want to make a professional musician, it's like I have to be aware of the trends. When I started out, I wasn't aware of the trends. I wasn't aware of of that. I just wrote from the heart. So I became a better songwriter, at least uh, opening opening my uh, uh, repertoire and knowledge. So um, well, my music is, is a little bit diverse if you listen to my album. So that's why I like pop, dance. <laughs> I love to dance, but I love to create. Um, that's all I have to say. I may talk about, you know, I talk about astrology. Okay. Listen, the astrology, I know a lot of people say, oh, astrology is, is pseudoscience. It's, it's wishy-washy. It's nothing. Okay. I would put astrology probably in the category with religions, you know. There's no direct contact. I mean, you don't see... Uh, the truth about astrology, etc., or whatever. I mean, for me, it was ironically, it was helpful. You know, I always had an interest in the planets. You know, I always have. Maybe I'm from another planet. <laughs> um, 
and uh, I was going through some hard times on my really extreme struggling days when I was in I was in Hollywood hanging out trying to make it in the industry and I found myself drawn to this this astrology class and took it and I learned about astrology. She, this person who did a reading on me was really accurate because she knew so much from a chart about my childhood, my father, whatever. But when I looked at it now, I was like, wow. Is it a coincidence? Well, I kept an open mind, and I was like, oh, okay. But I also know that astrology is not set in stone with things. It may say something, like with a planet where there's what it represents, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. We can make choices to change our destiny, and that's a good thing. That makes sense. It's not set in stone. Or, you know. So the thing that I would say, I keep an open mind. Yes, I would consider it different from something like biological science or uh, mathematics or, you know, ecology or some or, um, you know, I, I do consider it different from um, something like biology or something, you know, or astronomy. You know, that's basically the truth. The science is the truth. You see it. You see planets. You see things. That's why, you know, uh, when you have people with beliefs or systems, belief systems, and if they're helpful, then good. But they should keep it separate. Religion separate from church and state. That's why I say. Because when we actually see something, and the truth is when we actually see things and, and they make investigations on things that we actually see, um, you know, like with the planets and or health, or biology, or something. That's extremely important. So what is really factual, where we can see philosophy. And also, the other reason why they keep keep religion and, and, and uh, separate from uh, church and state uh, separate is because, when I say church, church represents religion. Keep it separate is because there's always going to be a, a diversity of, of beliefs. There are people who are Buddhists. There are people who are Christian. There are people who are, um, um, you know, Jewish. There are people who are astrology. There are people who are, uh, or a combination, or there are people who are Islamic, or there are people who believe in something else. There are people who don't, who are, who don't believe in no God, and that's okay too. And they are actually people who believe in Satanism. Um, you know, with that, you know, it was really weird because I don't believe in Satanism, never did. And, you know, I was in Hollywood and Hollywood is such a place where so much diversity. They, you know, I met people who were Satanists there and I thought, oh, are you going to cut my heart out? You know, all those, those stereotypes. And I find out they were not the type. They were they were not murderers and they were not crazy people or whatever. They were just regular people acting, you know, believing something. They didn't harm me, and I'm like, I don't believe in none of those stereotypes. That's why we cannot be ignorant in the society, and we have to look at people. We cannot go by, um, you know, stereotypes because they're not true. You know, for everybody. I mean, it really isn't. It's good and bad, and everybody, and also, you know. 
same thing, you know, with um, that's why we we must condone bigotry because ignorance is bliss. Because we're all ninety nine point nine, we're hundred percent, we're hundred percent um, pretty much equal. You know, they're, they're interracial children. I mean, because we're pretty much human beings. We just have different personalities. So the stereotypes are not true for everybody. You know, and so that taught me more like I need to be open because this person may be a Satanist, but they don't seem dangerous. They seem like a typical person. They just believe in what they want to believe. I don't believe it, but I can let them live and they can let me live and then everything's fine. And they did. And I, so I learned a lot. I learned a lot of meaning all kinds of different people. And in New York City, it's like, oh, man, oh, this person. Like, I'm trying to make an example of all these different people. So it, 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 you know, opened my mind. Like, there are people differently than me. I cannot believe they think like that. But then I'm like, okay, I don't believe it. So they let me live, which they did. So they should be left alone, too. Again, you know, what I said in my podcast are true. You know, you have to let people live. Uh, you know, but when it comes to astrology, um, you know, it was fun. So when I do astrology reads, I learned a lot about astrology. It's like, wow, it's fun to do. Fun to do. Yes, I'm aware of in academia, oh, they do not uh, pseudoscience, no way, you know. Of course not. You know, it's it's like a belief system. It's like it's Christianity stuff. You know, believing something that you there's it's not been proven, or Islamic or something. It's if you really feel it's what you feel that makes you happy, then fine. So it was helpful for me, but I knew I had choice over my life. Uh, so it's not a soul science. You know, learning about the planets and what they can do is very helpful, but. We, I also know that the reality is I'm in control of my destiny, what I, what choices I make, regardless of what it says. So, so I may do that again uh, on these podcasts. What else? I talk about topics of the day. Um, you know, I talk about what's going on with the president or what's going on. I may make my opinion. I will continue to do that. You know, with President Biden. You know. Now, what going on with President Biden with these, these uh, document situation, you know, it really isn't good, classified. But I think it was the good thing. It shows that he's a very, um, you know, honest person. Maybe it was an honest mistake. He followed the law. He told the FBI everything. He didn't uh, try to fight with the FBI, like, for my percent with Trump, you know. So, you know, and but when you find out that that Pence had classified um, documents and then you find out that the former ex-presidents have classified documents that they turned over to National Archives, they're like, oh, it must be a problem here. This ain't with one person. This just, you know, something isn't right. You know, it's in general. They need to be careful. So it's not by, you know, he, uh, the perception is not necessarily Biden did something wrong. It's like something is wrong with the class of getting classified documents in National Archives. You know, if so many or if, if ex presidents have classified documents and turn them in, or ex vice presidents or something, it's it's more of a general situation. 
they need to fix that. I don't think it. I, I think it's now a non-issue to an extent because there's so many uh, former officials who had classified documents who turned them over to the FBI and the, the National Archives. I wonder what the National Archives is doing. But my perception with Trump is Trump was obstructing. I don't know why, but I'll leave it there. So I do topics. So I'm going to do topics. I just did a topic. Um, and I just mentioned about, you know, staying away from, you know, they're, they're crazy people, ignorant people. Um, but unfortunately, that we have criminals in the society. Unfortunately, there's evil on this planet, you know. Mass shootings, it's like, gosh, it's like, they got some sick people in this society, you know, who don't understand, who don't, you know, how to respect life. People are, and these people are mentally ill, going to shoot up a, a, a bunch of people. So many mass shootings. I wish they could have a background check. That's my opinion. Okay. If I'm getting away from the neutral category, I am so sorry. It's a topic. That's my, I have a right to say that. Okay, I, I just have a right to point my point of view. So I'm going to say it in that way as far as topics. You know, because there are people who, are, who they need to have laws. California have a strict gun laws, and they have all these mass shootings. So it needs to be in a federal, or it needs to be resolved with Congress or something in some way. They got to. It's not taking away someone's guns, right, to bear arms or something. It's it's not that. It's just get the guns out of the hands of crazy people or people who are dangerous. You know, they have three mass shootings. And then the last thing is like then the Terry Nichols situation. You know, it's really sad with police brutality. Um, you know, you know, when, if I if I had a situation with a cop, I always do what the cops say. But the situation with Terry Nichols, it was way more than that. Dude, those cops were evil. Those cops treated it like a, you know, a, you know, this gang mentality. I mean, what were they doing? Employed on the force to begin with, and it's really a tragic situation for Terry Nichols and his family. Could have been prevented. It's really sad. Gosh, they need to do something about. Um, they need to do something about um, bad cops. That's my opinion. And what was the other topic? Um, it's really what's sad about Paul Pelosi. You know, I don't get it. You know, in general. Okay, I'm trying to be careful. Whatever your political beliefs is, I'm so sorry. Um. I don't know why people were making fun of that situation, you know, before the November elections last year, because it was so cruel. Because that was a crazy person who, you know, they showed on camera he broke into the house. And, you know, her husband, Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband was inside the house. You know, and he hit him across the head. Oh, God, that was so tragic. That was so horrific. Just like with the Terry Nichols situation, being beat to death is really sad, you know. It really is. Well, anyway, 
despite that, you know, most people know right from wrong, and but they need to do something in general about the, um, you know, all these shootings, and they need to do something about preventing people, putting dangerous people, keep them behind bars or mental hospitals. I mean, because those people are crazy. Um, these people have mental problems. But I want to say this. While most people who have been diagnosed with a mental health disability are not dangerous, it should be, it should, I always say that because that's the truth. Everybody is, uh, every human being on this planet who's born on this planet at some time of his or her life is going to have a physical disability or a mental health disability. It's just plain and simple. And most people are, you know, are stable and most people know the the difference between right and wrong. But some people, unfortunately, don't. So we need to be careful of those two. We need to be careful of those types and keep them away from us. So that's all I need to say. Now, if you don't understand what I said in this podcast, you can contact me at DoveNeedsLove22 at Yahoo.com. Everything I say is legal. Sometimes I, I misconstrue what I say. I say one thing, I'm like, I'm just saying it the way it is. So what I said about my podcast are from what people have said, gossip, and what they said online in relation to my music. So it is true. I mean, it, some of it just don't make sense. When someone say I'm insane for making music, and uh, and I, you know, and, you know, and in an area where there's a whole bunch of starving artists and a whole bunch of rock stars and movie stars and pop stars, people who made it, they got they themselves got to be insane. They got to be out of touch with realities and say I'm insane. And being a professional musician with BMI and ASCAP, they, they need to seek uh, psychiatric help. They are the touch of reality. This is a place where dreams come true. All shapes and sizes, all ages, zillions of people made their dreams come true. Even at old age, they're making uh, good money as songwriters and working behind the scenes. So they need to stop with with that delusion. I didn't make, and you know, again, I make music for professional reasons. So that's all I need to say. What I've said about myself, I am very healthy. I don't like people profiling me. That is not right. That's that's also a law in California against racial profiling. You can't profile based on race. So I was profiled being a drug trafficker, being a criminal. I don't have no criminal record, but I'm not no saint. Racism is wrong. That's what happens to African Americans. It happens all the time, unfortunately, with ignorant people dangerous I consider them dangerous. Two thousand twenty three. Probable cause. You need evidence before you can make a judgment. When they say you did something, you I did something when I didn't. Three. When someone because I have my own unique style. When I was younger I wasn't as aware, but I'm aware that some people are still ignorant about people or life itself. I learned as a young age that people are not, you know, 
have their own different likes. There's so many different types of, of, of personalities and and people on this planet, which is a good thing. And not everybody's going to look like me and not everybody's going to act like me. And some people are going to wear way different clothes than I am. And some people are going to going to be similar to me and some people aren't. It's just always going to be the case. Some people have different lifestyles, different places, different colors, different trees, black, blue, green, orange, purple. And that makes the world go around and makes it a more interesting world. It will always be that way as long as human beings are the way they are on this planet. That's just basic common sense. We're still 100% physically the same, you know. We have, whether you're white, black, or brown, we have similar problems. But um, we're pretty much the same, but we have different personalities. I bring this up because I guess I I realize that some people are just too ignorant when it comes to diversity. In relation to me, I have my own style, and they made these preconceived notions that I must be sick or I have this illness. I'm like, again, defamation is wrong. And they should not, you know, they, if they're not an expert, you look at people who say, if they are not an expert in psychology or expert on diversity, then they need to stop. They, they're dumb. They're ignorant. Stay away from those people. And even if they are an uh, expert, I know experts don't go up to people and look at them and say, oh, you wear those different clothes. You're in the music industry. Okay. Look at it. You got to be this. They don't do that. They don't make diagnoses from a distance. They give. They make diagnoses by going to the person directly if they were working with them. And they would never do that. Usually a good expert. So, we, so be careful how we judge people. When I say about these allegations, about four or five of them, allegations about transplanting, voyeurism, that's it. It's just allegations, it, it, perpetual allegations. Again, that's a crime. It's a crime. It's no excuse. And if it, it is true, this person should be locked up. We put people in times behind bars. I'm sorry if I mentioned it so many times. But I mentioned it because someone said it, and I thought that person has a mental problem. They're making up stories, which perhaps they are. Uh, allegation, you know, another allegation. This person said uh, was, you know, profiling me perhaps because I mentioned this. They're ignorant. Again, this is entertainment. Being an entertainer, I talk about these things. It's good to talk about. I talk about my songwriting. I own it. I wanted to be a professional. I didn't get into the music business to be an amateur, okay? If I was, if I wanted to be an amateur, I would never have released my music in the first place. Basic common sense. I wouldn't be a member of BMI, okay? Three, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about my uh, political, uh, if I was political before. I'm trying to be neutral, but I have a right to talk about what's going on in the topic today. Listen to this and realize what I say about my podcast, uh, what I say on my podcast are true. It's from people who say statements at me, who say some allegations, and who um, say online. And then I respond. It's, 
you know, and it's too, you know, when I when they say something that's so way out or so bigoted or so ignorant, I was like, I got to talk about it because most people don't say those things. You know, they don't talk about trespassing. They don't talk about, you know, say racist stuff like, say ignorant stuff like stay with your own kind i mean that's ignorant that's something wrong with that person i wouldn't want that person should not be around anybody you know work a colorblind society mainstream so we don't want no big bigot around us or say or make statements about uh, what i'm doing in my life or get in my business or as an adult we don't do that. That's the only, only antisocial, only crazy or criminals do that. So I talk about it because these people are not in the mainstream. They're not. They don't know how to live around people or whatever. Um, but they are mongers. We need to keep away from them. But also, we need to be wary of them. As I said before, these type of people, if they, you know. If they're not well, which they sound like they are, they got to be mentally ill to say uh, bigoted stuff or crazy stuff. They're antisocial. They're definitely antisocial. They're criminals or whatever. We need to be wary of them. We stay away from negative people. We got to. So whatever I say on my podcast is true, and I will continue. But I'm a careful. I never mention the people's names. Because, you know, I don't want to get myself into legal trouble and be drawn to court. It's like, you said this and said that. You know, I have to be careful. I don't make up these stories. Because they're too good to make to be made up. If you have any questions, contact me. I always say that because it keeps me aware. If somebody's listening to my podcast and listening to what what I'm saying, and then, you know, sometimes I listen to my podcast and I say, I can't believe I said that. Because what I do with my podcast is I talk, uh, I don't have no script. It's spontaneous, just like with my music. It's like I make up a song just like that. It's just natural. But with podcasts, it's just, I just talk just like that. Snap my fingers, that's it. So if it, if if I sound disorganized, if I sound way out, I apologize, but that is who I am. I am Jeff Knight. I'm not trying to be way out. It's just spontaneous. Um, perhaps I could do a script. Maybe I'd be more organized, but I try to be organized as much. I think I do a very good job at organization with my podcast. So what I say on my podcast is true, and that is it for me. And I will talk to you soon. Good day, good night, from the night.